0: We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land. We respectfully acknowledge Elders past, present, and emerging. Always was, always will be. Hi, and welcome to Wine with Megan Mel. We're here to help you navigate the world of wine. I'm Meg from my master wine, Meg Brutman, we're doing Shannon Blanc. I'm really excited and I actually can't believe we haven't done Shannon yet. I thought we
1: had, but I think we've, ages ago, because we uh, that Adelaide Hills thing, but I think it might have been alternative varieties rather than just Shannon. Yeah, per se. We might have had a couple thrown in. Yes, and we're getting old now, so we forget what we do. <laughs> yeah. so. It all just blurs after a while. But Same. I've got a really good range here and a little... Something that I don't think would be on anyone's radar.
0: Yeah. And Shannon's a funny little one that I think, I never think to myself, I should get a Shannon but Like, when (gasps) I I see it, I'm like, oh, I should get that. I love Shannon.
1: Pete made a big call this morning. Shannon Blanc, future of great variety of the Yarra Valley.
0: Yarra Valley? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, we're, we'll 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 circle back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a big call. It is a big call, but you know, good on him. Well, okay, we're going to get into Shannon. We're going to taste a few, see what they where they grow, how it tastes, and all that. First, Meg, what you been drinking? What have I been drinking? I had a an amazing. Um,
1: what was it? It was a. Uh, uh, great variety, <laughs> Chardonnay from Adelaide Hills, the Shaw and Smith M3 oh. classic because I don't – I tend to drink Yarra Valley Chardonnay and you get really stuck in your ways. You know, we are been a lot of Soma, Savaro and Shannon and – oh, Shannon and Chardonnay. And I just thought, oh, you know what, I'm going to have an Adelaide Hills. And I think I was prompted – when you spoke the other day, we were talking about whether Clear and Eden Valley, why can't they grow – Cabernet, I think. And I was thinking, Adelaide Hills, I really don't drink out of Adelaide Hills. $45-ish, just delicious. Absolutely superb. It was beautiful. What
0: kind of style is the Shoran Smith? Because I remember that I love everything that they do. Yeah, it's...
1: It's Yarra Valley esque. It's that more mineral style, a lot of green fruit, citrus fruit, lime, lemon, um, oak, very much integrated. I don't know what their oak program is, yeah, whether okay. they use large format, but it felt like that. Yeah. Less of that solidsy character that we get in the Yarra Valley. So okay. that sort of comes across as a little bit of, you know, the sulfidey character. Yeah. Um, just it was pristine was the word that I nice. used to describe it. It was beautiful. It was one of those hot days that we had. Um, yeah. Was it last week?
0: Yeah,
1: I was back at work and I just thought, yeah, this is. I came home from work and just sat outside and thought, yeah, yeah. with some Savoy crackers and some hummus. Um, a little bit grim on the food
0: side, but yeah, you know, that's not very much. It like was you. all
1: about the one, and it was icy, icy, icy cold. And you know how normally I say Chardonnay should be a little bit yeah. warmer. Yeah, this I think because of the day it yeah, was hot. But- this really drank well at an ice-cold temperature, like a champagne temperature, which nice. I normally would never drink Chardonnay. It was, it was beautiful. I would definitely buy some more.
0: Oh, I love it. And I love Sharon Smith. They make yeah. exceptional wine. They do. Uh, fun fact.
1: So my fun fact is oh, it's all about you guys. It's all about the millennials. Um, <laughs> you know Dry July. Yeah. Well, it turns out it's turned into damp July.
0: Damp July.
1: Both mill- millennials, Gen Zs, <laughs> Gen Xs to a degree have all decreased. They're signing on to dry July. So they're doing um, damp <laughs> July. So they're alternating a lot of n- no and low
0: yeah, rather than
1: just nothing. That so is- they're drinking uh, on a different, uh, like you always say that we should do, yeah. drink across the spectrum of. of beverages that are available to us so they're doing that and I just thought it was really interesting because I've always look we work in the wine industry so I think dry July and dry January are just disgusting <laughs> ideas because <laughs> it means decreased sales.
0: Disgusting but, ideas.
1: Um, I've always thought why would you do it and they've actually shown that it's actually counterproductive in terms of yeah. your the metabolism of alcohol in your liver.
0: Well, like I think of it like crash diets. Yep, like it's, exactly. you're supposed to just live a healthy lifestyle and everything in moderation yes, rather than to. like crush, have, do, yep. you know, give up carbs or sugar entirely for a yep. month and then you just go back even harder. But that's really interesting that dry July has taken a hit.
1: It's become damp July. And there's been a study showing that. If you constantly drink a small amount of alcohol, your enzymes are active so you actually metabolise the alcohol more efficiently. If you stop for a month, when you
0: start to don't drink You don't want to get again, wasted. Yeah, well, you, when you start to
1: drink, it can actually have more of a damaging effect oh, on you. Wow. Oh, so yeah.
0: toughen up that liver. I mean, it was it based on one
1: little study. Well, <laughs> actually, it was it was um, about fifteen hundred people, so it was a, it was a decent sized study. But it's the first one I've read about it. But yeah. I just think I th- I think. In January, generally, yeah, having moderating your alcohol consumption can be a good idea. Dr- throwing in your pickets or your seltzers, which yeah. I've been getting into. Like I'm old and I'm, you know, drinking my guava, soju, blah, 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 that Elliot brings home. And awesome. Some of them I find far too sweet. Not yes, But some of them are actually – I had one the other day. It was in a green can, sort of, you know, this sort of mint green can. Limey, just bloody delicious. I have no idea what wow. it I know. Elliot brings them home because Elliot's working oh, at a liquor store it. now. Yeah,
0: okay. So it's cool. That is cool. And I love that you're getting into them. But it isn't beer. No Especially if I'm sitting by the pool And drinking He you bloated uh, My
1: belly just keeps rising And in your bathers It's not a good look
0: No, that's true Seltzers And do you know what seltzers And I go out And I look at the alcohol And I only ever get cans That have less than a standard drink in a can And then you can drink them all day
1: I didn't do that I just find that yeah, not the bloating. They're as refreshing as a beer. Yeah. But they, you don't end up feeling like you're, you're going to float like a cork bob around in the you know, <laughs> pool because you're so bloated with bloody beer. Yeah, beer does do that. Although I do like my ice mouse cold, mouse cold asahi. So,
0: yes. That's- oh, okay. That was a good one.
1: Mag, Shannon Blanc. Shannon, So Shannon, you know, in the world isn't really planted in many places no at way. all. I mean, yeah. the OG, I guess, would be the Loire Valley. Yeah. And it's planted pretty much across the whole of the Loire, making a range of styles. South Africa is the other really yeah, random one. Yeah. So the... The home would be Stellenbosch because that's where it was first settled, but it's obviously branched out from Stellenbosch. It tends to be planted in the warmer areas, like where they've developed the cooler sites with Elgin and Walker Bay down on the coast, they're putting in Chardonnay and Pinot, so premium I don't know whether they can sell it. I mean, where else is it going? Swan Valley in yep,
0: Western Swan Australia Valley, hey,
1: yeah. and a little bit of Margaret River. And that's basically it. I love it because it is so versatile. It can do everything from a dry, crisp style. I had one at lunch today, just an oh. IGP, Van de Right up to super sweet, you know, Carte de Chou, oh, yeah, yeah, Um and then I don't know if I should tell everyone you can do sparkling with it.
0: I'm so excited about that. I know.
1: That. I was so excited when I saw it because I was, I've got these wines all from Dan Murphy's, and uh, we had been forewarned that it's limited, that it's only in certain stores because obviously it's yeah. not as popular as Sauvignon Blanc or Chardonnay. Yeah. And I was really struggling to find four wines. And then I thought, oh, I'll just go over and see if there is a sparkling one because I was going to pull out some Shannon from my stock because I'd actually bought one <laughs> at Nick's, which my husband polished off. So I picked it up this morning and went, oh, okay. But that, that was for us. That wasn't for the podcast. I'm not drinking in the – so I've got, I've got a range of wines.
0: Do you so, think we should start – oh, you go. Well, before we do, if you had to liken it to another grape, what would it be? Ooh. Like where does it sit? Chardonnay crossed
1: with Simeon. Okay. Old oh, Riesling. Oof. Okay. It's tricky. It's That's a, a thicker skin m- variety m- like Riesling. Yeah. It likes a warm, long autumn, so the Loire is good for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: warm in the Loire, I'm using inverted commas here, is not like warm in Barossa Valley. It's yeah. you know, 25 degrees Celsius. It's high in acidity.
0: Mm. It has
1: green apple Characteristics at its least ripe, mm. and if you're drinking a Vandalour wine like I was today, that was pretty much all I could see. As it ripens, it takes on a pineapple character, yeah. dried pineapple. It usually has a lanolin, so wet wool kind of characteristic. Um, then, because it becomes even riper, and with Botrytis, it it's honeyed and ripe peach and nectarine and super ripe pineapple and even into mango. It is – and it retains that acidity. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about it. It can handle oak. The one yeah. we had last night was the Secateurs wine.
0: Um, and the ones that are oaked I think taste really similar to Chardonnay. They do. I remember when I was doing my Set 3, we had one and everyone – like, think it was like, this is a Chardonnay. And a Burgundy Chardonnay because of that yeah. acidity. But then um, our teacher said to look for that lanolin, that that wet wool, and then that yep. is like the key way that you can tell them apart. Yep. Yeah, it's,
1: I, I love it. as a great variety. I worked in the Loire a lot and I didn't really know. I have to say when I went to work in France, I didn't really know much about what they made in France, you know, <laughs> yeah. how specific yeah, it all yeah. was. And I ended up in the Loire um, – and made a lot of Shannon, you know, Anjou, Shannon Blanc. Um, And I just, I really fell in love with it because we would, drink it a lot, and it's all very romantic, but in the Loire, they've, it's it's got these chalk soils, it's called Tufo, and there's bars that are carved out, so you literally yeah. can fit 10 people, you yeah. huddle around there at the end of vintage, you're all oh. drinking these <gasps> Vouvre's, and there's a fire going, and it's just all very romantic, and I have loved it ever since. I mean, Pete was so excited last night when he saw that I'd bought the shannon from South Africa for us to drink. He's like, oh, can we open the Chenin? I said, you can do what you like. <laughs> we'll put it in the fridge. Oh, my God, that's so good. And it was an oaked style. Nice. So we've got some wines here that I haven't even tried. Let's do tried. It. Yeah. I th- do we start OG with Vouvray or do we end
0: on OG? I think we start with the OG. Okay.
1: So Vouvray. Vouvray is in the Loire. Okay. It's on the – if you're looking at the Loire River on a map, it's at the top of which Loire, is in France. Which is in France. It's a very long, yeah. shallow river, so it doesn't have that heat-holding effect that mm. the Rhine or the Rhône has. Yeah. So you don't really get much effect. So the Loire is along, It's based right along the Loire River, funnily enough, being called the Loire, Where it's, shannon starts to get grown is in Anjou, and it still has a little bit of an impact from the Atlantic. So you have sort of Muscadet, and then you have. Anjou, and then Vouvray, and then you move into more Sauvignon Blanc country. So
0: we're talking uh, cool climate. Cool climate. Cool. Yeah. So
1: long long autumn. Oh, <laughs> wrong one. <laughs> yep, sorry. Mel's, Mel's getting all the fancy glasses out today. Yeah, of
0: course, got to use them for something. I've got about 400 glasses here. Um... So this is a
1: Famille Bougriere Confidences Vouvray Sec. So, generally in Vouvray, Vouvray is the region. Um, they the wines traditionally were about twelve to thirteen percent alcohol, and they would have they would be called demi sec. So they would leave a touch of acid of um, sugar, about nine grams per liter, sort of around your dosage in yeah. champagne. Yeah. Because the acid was so high. Yeah. So they okay. don't do any malolactic fermentation. Oh. So they keep that green apple acidity. There's all the malic acid acidity so, so they wouldn't ferment it dry. As the market started to shift, they started producing more and more of the sec styles. So this is a sec, so this is dry, and it's from the 2020 vintage. Um, I personally love the demi-sec styles. You would. Yeah, because it's traditional. (laughs) And and I know that not everyone does, but the sec – um, Is just
0: it, on a summer's day like today, so refreshing. You've tasted it. Oh my god, Mac! I love it. Okay, inexplicably much. No, I can explain it. You smell it, and it smells like Riesling. It's like you would. That would trick me into being a Riesling. Yeah, it's green apple, green apple, lime, floral. floral um, I do get that wet um, lanolin, lanolin wool thing. But when you put it in your mouth, oh my god, you melt. It yeah, melts. It's got
1: a beautiful wet stone character it too. It's does. really, really mineral on the nose. Yes, if you put if you were to do that to us blind on smell alone, it's Riesling for sure. Except for the lanolin. Yes.
0: Which, to be honest, like, um, I don't think I would pick up the lanolin unless like I only picked it up because I knew that we... You're looking for it. I'm look, I was looking yep. for it, whereas I definitely wouldn't have found it if I wasn't looking for it, yeah. And
1: the thing I love about Shannon, because it is a little bit thick-skinned, um, it has a phenolic grip to it. Yeah, it does. It. it
0: does have a phenolic grip.
1: A mm. bit like, like racing. It's not as thick as racing. I mean, it mm. does, Botrytis can affect it. I remember one year in the Loire, my God, I've never carbon find a wine in my life. Like throwing, throwing carbon in, you strip everything out.
0: What do you mean? C- explain carbon, carbon is
1: car- Like literally it's powdered carbon. Like in your water filters, you know, the Brita water filters, If the, the thing inside that filter thing that you put in your water filter is carbon.
0: Oh.
1: And I'd never done it. We had so much botrytis. The wines were black when they were <gasps> fermenting because of the carbon that we were having to add and the shenan still came out smelling no. like shenan. If we hadn't have put the carbon in... It would have smelled like... What does carbon
0: look like? Is it black? Is it like coal? It's like uh, coal. It's
1: like ground-up coal. Literally, that's what it is. Wow. Yep. Yep.
0: That's interesting.
1: So we were at... I can't remember what year that was, but my God, it did not stop raining. And Shannon's pretty robust with the the rain. But the the thing about it is it's just one of these... It's like a dichotomy of a grape variety. Loves the heat and still keeps its acidity. So it grows in Swan Valley and Stellenbosch, but equally can live in the Loire Valley, which is cool climate. So that is quite similar to Chardonnay, I guess. Which but is Chardonnay so loses its acidity, you know. So if you That's were growing true, yeah. Chardonnay in Margaret River, it's going to have way less yeah, acidity yeah, yeah. than it would have in the Yarra Valley or Burgundy. Yeah. If you grow Chenin, now they may be adding it, Yeah. but it just, Always has this crisp, beautiful green apple acidity that is divine.
0: It's really, really, really good. Um, this okay, so this thing in my mouth that I described as melting in my mouth—it's kind of—it's um, uh, so creamy and and oily. Creamy. What? Where's that coming from? If you say they're not doing MLF. Malaxy fermentation.
1: In a lot, I don't know this producer, but in a lot of the the Loire when I worked there, it was a lot of old large format oak. So Mm. 3,000, 5,000 litres. We'd leave it on lees. um, lees. No stirring. The lees were just there really to protect the wine because it's more of a reductive environment if you leave it on lees. Um, I don't think it's coming from that. I just think it's... So it's more like inherently in the grape? Yeah, or? because I think in this one there's a, a touch of that apricot yeah. as well. So it's kind of got some ripeness yeah. to it. And I have often used creamed honey, not honey, but creamed honey mm-hmm. as a descriptor for Shannon. It's because it has that creamy – my God, I cannot read that because I'm so old.
0: That is bloody beautiful.
1: In the King's Valley, the Loire Valley, never heard it called that in my life. Harvested the right maturity. You love this back label. After a nice <laughs> sun exposure on the vineyard overhanging the Loire River, the Loire is really flat and dry and quite boring. This nice dry vouvre reveals a perfect balance between this freshness, the grape acidity, and the fruit. Mm, that's bad.
0: Yeah, that's not a great back label. So I'm Great thinking wine there. That is. Beautiful. That cost. Look, I'm yeah, very what is, organized today. Oh, good, because I'm going to need to know how much that costs. So I want to buy it. I, I bought this to leave with you. Good. This was
1: $22.80.
0: Shut up.
1: None of these were above $25.
0: <gasps> Stop. That's un Girls just turned herself down. <laughs> yeah, I did. I just screamed into my microphone. I heard it in my own ears. That is insane. Yeah, that is that's superb, that um, is, and this will age beautifully. And this is—I I just had a look at the bottle. Um, this is another one for French. Those fun—the French labelling. It just says Vouvray, doesn't say Shannon, So it's one uh, of those things. You actually, actually says
1: Shannon, but can you read that tiny amount uh, of text? It no. says Vouvray very clearly. Yes. Vouvray Sec. So it's one of these ones you are going to have to know.
0: Remember the name Vouvray. You've got Anjou,
1: Vouvray yeah, I'll leave it at that. Because yeah, there are yeah, others, but I'll leave it at that. Vouvray is the most famous? Just go in
0: and ask Could it um, be could, would it say on Anjou without?
1: It will say Anjou Blanc or Anjou A O P and it won't say Shannon. Okay. Cool. Anjou's way, way, way yeah. cheaper. And Anjou Blanc has well,
0: by, cheaper than that.
1: <laughs> well yeah. Aug will has by law eighteen grams per liter of residual sugar. It's
0: Oh okay crazy. So maybe don't get on shoot. Yep. Go with the Vouvre.
1: I made far too much Anjou Blanc in my life. If I never drink it again, it'll be too soon. But Vouvray, I just (laughs) love. And if you go to France, I know everyone goes to the Loire to see all the castles and the chateau and stuff, which gets a little bit boring after a while. Go a little bit further past all the chateau and go to Vouvray. It is a beautiful part of the world. And Anjou as a city is epic. Small, easy to park, easy to walk around, great food. All right. Nice wine. So we're back to Australia now. Australia. Love it. I have never had a Chenin Blanc from McLarenville. No, what? And I didn't know that they even made it.
0: It's so warm in McLaren. I
1: know. And this is the thing about Shannon, so I'm really excited about this.
0: And it's the only one that you've got there that's in a burgundy bottle, so it looks like it's going to be a Savion Blanc. uh, Sorry, a Bordeaux bottle. So it looks like it's going to be a Savion Blanc.
1: And it's clear with a green tinge, the bottle. Yeah. Yeah, it's a – this was right down the bottom on the shelf, so let me just check on the (laughs) price. Oh, no. Guess what? Twenty uh, two ninety nine, but I got two ninety nine off. So same price as the okay. Beaujolais. I'll be completely honest with you, Mel. I didn't know that Coriol had Chenin Blanc, and I didn't know it was their main
0: grape I variety. Instead of being like they're known for their alternative varietals, yeah, but they're known for random stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, but anyway, let's try the wine.
1: This one smells more like a Sauvignon Blanc. It does. It's grassier. Let's have a look at the alcohol, and it might be a little bit less ripe. So, yeah, it's 12.5%. Um, crisp apple and pear flavors.
0: Hmm.
1: It's a white wine.
0: Yeah. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not shouting, Shannon, to me. It's still got that
1: phenolic grip, though. Yeah, it does. But it's. um. It doesn't have the depth of flavour and the extent of flavour. That's not really a word, but that range of flavour that the Vouvray had. The Vouvray had that apple and lanolin and we saw some peach and some apricot, and this is more like a straight white wine.
0: I'm really confused by it because the fact that it's in a warm climate, for me the fact that it tastes like a Sauvignon Blanc doesn't make sense.
1: Uh, early picking. So, they, so it's right. 12.5%. So I don't know how they made this wine, but yeah. my guess would be they may have picked some of it very early. Right. And then some of it later and then back blended it to keep that fresh acidity. I think if I were making it, <laughs> just letting you know, Coriol, um, I would let, get it a little bit riper because it still retains the acidity. I've got Zoe sitting <laughs> at my feet. Uh, it doesn't shout, Shannon, that's the thing. No. To me. So it's it's a it's a lovely white crisp white wine. Yes, but it's not particularly shinnin.
0: No, I think that as well. It tastes quite tropical, actually. It's and it's not terrible. I just uh, and I think maybe we've done a disservice having the vouvray first before Mm. this one. So moving on, what do we got next? What we've got
1: here is a chenin blanc from Stellenbosch, South Africa, twenty twenty one, and this is DMZ. DMZ. So, what is that the brand? DMZ. It's D Z- uh
0: uh-huh.
1: From Stellenbosch, South Africa. Heavyweight bottle. Um, DMZ, I'm pretty sure is what they call the demarcation zone in between North and South Korea.
0: Ah. Oh. The
1: DMZ. Okay. It's kind of a cool name. I have a feeling that this
0: is. Oh! That smells like Shannon. It smells good. That's like Yeah. I
1: think I've had this before. Deeper colour. And this is the thing. We had a South African uh, Svartland um, the other night and it was much deeper in colour than the Vouvray. And that would be from the heat. It's picking up more phenolics.
0: Okay, that tastes <laughs> – I don't know how to describe this, but it tastes so much like Chenin Blanc. It's, um, it's really honeyed as well.
1: It's a masterclass hun- in Chenin. Honeycomb.
0: Shannon. Yeah. It's got – That creamed honey character,
1: the um, lanolin in spades, a bit of lemon pith preserved lemon character, Um, bit of the pineapple, the dried pineapple characters. We are just trying to. (laughs) Mel's just got this short interlude. Ding 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 ding. I'll sing along and have some music.
0: but, no, that is a master uh, – yeah, what, what did Pineapple? you say? A master class in, in Shannon. Shannon. It really is. If you
1: were teaching someone what Shannon is, and the thing that's amazing is, you know, Stellenbosch is quite warm. That acidity is pristine. It's so beautiful. But, again, that yeah. little phenolic-y, Pac-Man-y bite to it. Alcohol is 14%.
0: You can taste it. It's warm. But, but it's not, um, uh, like, bad. Warm, but I can taste it.
1: But how do they give that acidity? They must be adding it back.
0: Yeah, I guess that's so. But good. you said that it retains acidity, right? It does. Yeah. Lovely right. That's um, really um. So so far, I'd say of the wines we tasted, if you just want to know what a Shannon is, that's the one you get. And this was Oh my god,
1: twenty two eighty. It seems like they're cool. all line price. <laughs> Shannon's just yeah. all the same price, Zoe. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. She's just knocking my hand so that I will pat her on the head. She's very demanding. She is a little bit more like, Mel. I wonder where she gets. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, <laughs> Princess,
1: where do you get it from? <laughs>
0: But uh, yeah, so if you want to taste a Shannon, if you've never had a Shannon, you're like from a wine geek perspective of just I need to baseline what Shannon is, that is the one. And what is so cool about its it's got green apple,
1: yellow apple, red apple, yes. then the honey, then the lanolin, then the pineapple. So it's got it the, actually full, the full spectrum. Full spectrum of Shannon yes. flavours with the acidity and the phenolic grip. It really is. What are you doing, Bobby? Do you want to try it? I think she does. Do you want to try the shenan? Here, have a smell. Have a smell. No.
0: <laughs> it's noise.
1: No. You are going to choke yourself. And back. honey,
0: it tastes like honeycomb, but not sweet honeycomb. It's like a Creamed honey. It's a definite creamed honey. Oh, I reckon it's got a crunch. Oh, crunchy. Like crunch like honeycomb. That's yum and I really like it. And oh, hey, what would you eat with it?
1: Ooh. Oh, I had today these... Anchovies. I know you're gonna done in this citrus and oil, so you have this sharpness of the citrus. But I just think the saltiness of the anchovies would work well with that. Oh, I know yeah. Mel's face is just like what? Anchovies. Um, goat's cheese. A tart yeah. of goat's cheese would be nice. Yeah, because
0: there's a chalkiness there to is. the texture. That would be really good.
1: Yeah, that's. You smell like wet dog. That's what my wife smells like, lanolin, Missy.
0: Very <laughs> conducive. Professional, we are here. I know that is, is about, that is delicious. That is amazing. Really, really yum. Good one. Okay, I'm dying to taste the sparkling. Can we taste the sparkling? Okay. So who knew? So as I said, the thing I love about, Vouvray as an
1: appellation, is we have Vouvray Sec, Vouvray yeah. Demi We have, uh, outside of Vouvray, we have. Carte de Schoen, we have Bonnezo, we have Coteau de Leon, all made from Chenin, sweet styles. And then they make this random sparkling wine from Shannon. Now, I was really surprised that Dan's had this. I think the label is just beautiful. It's the same Juicer of the last one that we had. We had the straight plain one so I'm assuming these are probably large family big producer probably negotiate type people Vouvre brute pure Loire uh, oh this is 2280 sorry the Vouvray before the first one
0: 2090 Wow
1: so this is um, how much alcohol? Twelve and a half percent. The grapes are harvested at optimum ripeness, mm. <laughs> as we keep saying. Who's gonna Who's gonna harvest them suboptimally? <laughs> then the wine is aged sulat into the bottle for a minimum of twelve months in our cellar. We could do a whole podcast just reading the back of it. just like hanging
0: shit on wine labels. If I when I used (laughs)
1: to write tasting notes for Mel and I'd put something like that in, Mel would just go, no, you can't do that. You have to write something else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Suboptimal.
1: We picked these when the grapes were the shittiest they possibly could be (laughs) and treated them with, you know, the utmost Uh, disrespect to my great wine. This
0: smells amazing. Sparkling Shannon. It smells like cake. Not sweet cake but tea cake or an apple cake or something. Maybe it smells like Cinnamon.
1: A, this is like
0: apple butter. cake. It's, it's like apple cake, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah. No, it smells like an apple
1: cake with cinnamon mm. and caramelized with the butter, mm-hmm. apples, and there's still a little bit of that gorgeous um, lanolin
0: character. I know we, we say lanolin and everyone's like, well, that must be awful. If you went to a private school, you were a blazer when that blazer got wet. It's exactly what a wet blazer. Smelt yeah, like. I didn't go to a private school. We didn't have blazers. We did, but no one bought them. Actually, I went to a Catholic school, but they still made me wear a blazer.
1: Yeah. Catholics like binding you up in really uncomfortable clothing. Okay. That's amazing. Awesome.
0: And distinctly different from, um, I, I I went into it a little bit like- oh, I bet Why bother? Oh no. Like I bet it'll just taste the same as- you know, like a Chardonnay-based sparkling. No. It doesn't at all. It tastes like sparkling shannon. And it it works. And it doesn't – I've had sparkling Sauvignon Blanc before, and it's just stupid. It's like, what's the point? This works so well. You've got that texture, but look how small the bubble is. It's got a beautiful fine bead to
1: it. I mean, at $22 or $23, where else are you drinking sparkling wine? And in terms of flavour profile, it is a little bit different because the honey – comb s character g- g- tricks you to thinking that it's aged when it's probably yeah. not. Yes. I mean, it
0: is. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah, non- yeah, yeah.
1: vintage. It doesn't have a vintage on it. Um, but this was bottled in, I reckon, 2022. Yum. I haven't had sparkling food for ages. It's really good. It is lovely. It's still got the green apple and the red
0: apple and the, yeah. per, you know, the pure... Fruit? That's got a really nice finish as well. It kind of lingers in your mouth. Oh, just what would I have with this? I'm just really, there's this coriander uh, But this, um, I feel like this would lend itself to food really well.
1: Yep. Yep. Something porky. Porky. And salty. Oh, just after Christmas, <laughs> you know, I've just done a massive paquetta for Christmas. <laughs> what, would, what do you think, So Do you want to have a smell? Oh, she's really just moving her face. What are you doing, wine dog? You called Zoe the wine dog.
0: Yeah, I know. She should like it. Zoe, oh my my God. (laughs) Drink the wine, Zoe. No, don't drink the wine. (laughs) Just smell the wine, Zoe. So you can sniff out the best wines for us. Okay. So what I'm hearing is go by Shannon. Um, If you want to taste the French one, Vouvray. Um, otherwise, I mean, classic region. When I think Shannon, South Africa for me is like boop. But then Swan Valley as well yeah. in Australia.
1: Yeah, Swan Valley. Some come, come blah, 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 blah. Some are coming out of Margaret River. And if you want the sparkling Vouvray, it's in the sparkling wine section, but they're not in, like with all the Cremont de Begonias and all that sort of. Saint yeah. Teil. Okay. So you've got to kind of hunt for it. Yeah, it was actually i was surprised how easy it was to find i was like mm, cuz i've only got 3 <laughs> and there it was and yeah and it's 2280 and that first wine the first one we had is actually the the cheapest wine we've had in this tasting wow i know what Mel will be keeping for oh, drinking tonight literally
0: that was insane yes. that was good Okay, Meg, we've got a few questions here. Let's try and get a couple of them done before the end of um, the pour a little bit of checky. Would you like a little top up yeah, while top we have a out. discussion? This is it, on the topic of our tip or sip. We are definitely sipping this sparkling. I've been tipping a lot. Go, yes, darling, I know you're there.
1: <laughs> Let me just finish with
0: mum and She's- then we'll go.
1: <laughs> yeah. She literally just put a pour on my hand like, hello, I'm here. Yes, I know.
0: Okay, so our first question is from Anthony. Anthony says when he, because he does a lot of traveling around the world with wine, um, and when he does travel around, he wants to know what are the good vintages in each particular place. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. So sometimes I don't get the opportunity to have one-on-one with cellar hands and, or like people in the cellar door or whatever. So his question is do you have any recommendations or tips for knowing good years in wine? He says he normally finds himself looking at Langton's chart or Halliday is that the best thing that he can be doing?
1: Is he talking about just in Australia or in the world? I think the world. Wow. No. I'll <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just as a really, really, really broad, broad, broad rule of thumb, if it's a good year in the Southern Hemisphere, it tends to be a good year in the Nor- Northern Hemisphere. Really? Just saying. Wow. Um, that's my. That's an observational thing. I have absolutely no science to back yeah. that up. That's my observational thing. Um. Oh man, no, that's too that's too hard. Too just Google it. Just yeah, I would Google <laughs> it. I mean, the French are always going to tell you it's vintage of the century in every yeah. part of the world. Yeah, if you're drinking white wines in France, does it really matter? Yeah. Um, if you're going there to buy wine to bring home of great vintages, of course, in Cellador they're going to say, uh, Monsieur, it's the best wine we have ever made.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, Google. It's too too broad. Unfortunately, it's it's just a big question.
0: Okay. Sorry, um, I was
1: no help then.
0: Okay, this is less of a question, (laughs) but I have to tell you this. Um, We have been contacted by Anya, who um, I suggested a pinotage episode, and you made a joke like, eh, and she is capital letters saying, please do it, I am so there for it. Um, she has specifically listed a whole bunch of pinotage that she would like us to taste. So I think, Meg, we're going to have to do pinotage. Can we get them all in Australia? Mm. And really? Sounds like it. It's such a subcategory of a subcategory of a subcategory. Sure. Anya? Oh, hang on. I think she might be from South Africa. Yeah. Not helpful, Dale. because we have so few... Yeah, and I I have to tell you, Anya, um, I'm sure there's good ones in South Australia, South South Africa, but um, uh, we don't get a lot that reach our shores. I'm
1: going to Provine in Dusseldorf What, do you mean you can take some? some No, I'll go and talk to some people in South Africa stand and see if I can get some. Yeah, okay. All right. So send me that list. Anya? Can't promise anything, Anya. We're going to do it. Possibly. It may be the death of us, babe. But hey, <laughs> I've got I've got border at home, made by a South African. Would, should I bring the border and we put it on the yeah barbecue? What's that? It's the big that South African me? sausage that you have with Yum. pinotage.
0: Okay, well, that's sure it. the only reason
1: pinotage exists. <laughs> Okay.
0: We have one last question, and it's from my mom. Oh, she specifically messaged saying, "Megan, mom question." I have been meaning to ask you. In any case, if you chill a wine, then remove it from the fridge, but then warms back to room temperature again, does it affect the wine texture, flavor, etc.? This goes for still and bubbly. E.g., when I go camping, I have wine in the fridge, but then I come home and I haven't drunk it, so I put it back on the wine rack. Will it be okay?
1: Yep. Oh, really? Yep. If you did it 20, 30, 40 times, I'd be concerned. But if yeah. you do it a couple of times, it's not going to have massive, massive impact. Cool. And I'm assuming it's not sitting on the wine rack for that long? Nah. Yeah. Um, Six yeah. months tops. Yeah. It I really doesn't – you know, we talk about if we're cellaring wine, constancy, constancy yeah. of temperature is more important. Consistency. You don't want those – Constancy? Constant? Constant. Anyway. Consistency. Yeah. Same temperature. <laughs> same we're temperature. Li- we're linguistically challenged. Same temperature is kind of more important than the actual yeah. temperature. We, we don't want peaks and troughs. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that it sort of stays the same temperature as much as possible. That would be fine. If it's golden oak,
0: it be a little right. bit sooner. So don't do it all the time, but if you do it once, maybe twice, it's okay. Be fine Awesome. Well, that's what we've got time for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Go by Shannon. And until next time, oh wait, no, next time, let's tease the next episode. What we got? we got Morning 10 Pinot Noir coming up next, so get excited. And until next time, drink well. It's where it <laughs> I got it before Mel. Yeah, baby.